I'm Rob from Robert of Philadelphia. Uh, we are a hair salon chain in South Florida. We have three salons, two in Naples and one in Bonita. And we're about to celebrate our 40th year in business. So welcome to our podcast. We're going to cover the gamut here with podcasts and we'll be talking to all kinds of people to start off with. Our first guest, Bibi, who is somebody who has a unique background in the business because she uh, was not only an educator at schools, but also is a stylist on the floor. So I know a lot of people do that at schools, but one of the things about her that's unique, especially for us, is she's the coordinator and development person in our company to uh, lead and guide and mentor the associates when they come into the program to have them be successful stylists. So she pairs them up with the stylists in our company to make sure they get the most out of their training and development and they succeed. What's unique is that uh, she has experience at one of the top schools in the nation. She worked at, uh, she opened it or helped open and taught at the Paul Mitchell School in Southwest Florida, with, uh, Tina Black School, which is one of the most successful and uh, put out a lot of great students. There's, there's a lot of great schools in the area. That's the one that she worked at um, and took a lot of what uh, she got from there into our program and how to develop our uh new talent that comes to us if you have any comments or feedback about it please let us know in talking about what someone can expect with us um, if they're thinking about working with us or our associate program what is our associate program oh gosh that's such a big thing a big umbrella because there's so many aspects to our associate program but the goal is that um you're a co-stylist does it start out that way? No, because we have to make sure you understand um, how we run, um, how our software runs, which has nothing to do with a co-stylist, but knowing how the appointment book looks, right? So um, long-term would be that you're a co-stylist that you slide to the um, floor with your own chair seamlessly. In the interim, when you come, there's a process of first we're going to work with your shampoos. Then we're going to work with your blow dries. Then we're going to work with your color. Then we're going to work with your hair cutting. And while you're doing those things, you're side by side with a seasoned stylist that's willing to grow you, willing to show you everything they're doing so that as you're um, with them every day, it's an education every day, whether it's focusing on how to do a retouch, the timing on your retouch, what went in the bowl for a retouch. And a retouch is a simple color service but it has so many aspects. So um, the main part is you're spending most of your hours with one of those seasoned stylists that are willing to give back to you. And that's what, for me, drives me to be pushed to the next level. And I think that's why we don't get stale or stagnant as um, doing hair for so long. Um, and the ones that I see kind of are excited the most about our industry are the ones that do that regularly, like they give to their associate. Um, but also, there's this whole other aspect that is like our training program, meaning you're in a classroom setting. So that's every Monday, coming to class, um, and who knows what we'll be learning that day. It's a, you know, there's a calendar scheduled, so maybe we're doing cutting, maybe we're doing color. Um, but it's really about you taking something away from that class that you can work on um, and that you already do well. 
um, and that curriculum you're going through until you're so busy that you can't be here on Mondays. Um, that's really the, that doesn't stop unless you're so busy that you're now giving back to somebody else. Um, that's the goal. Because when you come to the class, if you've been doing the classes, so we have different ranges in our class currently. We have ones that haven't done their own guests, and we have ones that are on the floor doing their own guests. So that's, that's a big range. Um, the ones that are doing their own guests are giving back, but also like, oh, wow, I didn't know I knew that. And it builds their confidence that they can give back to somebody who um, is newer in the program. So it's a, a win-win across the board for that. Um, so I guess, I mean, it, it, that's a snapshot. Okay, so to, to kind of bore down further, what what does it mean to be an associate here? Because there's there's this thing about, and I know it still goes on about, oh, I don't want to go be a shampoo person. I just went to school for 1,200 hours and I passed my test. I don't want to go be a shampoo person. So what's the difference? And what can somebody expect mm. in terms of, you know, when am I going to be a stylist? So that's up to you. When am I going to be a stylist? And so I'll talk a little bit about that. But um, a shampoo person doesn't require a license. A shampoo person is just that. They're a shampoo person. Um, so if you are in school and either licensed or unlicensed, you're going to be learning every day, whether your hands are in it or not, um, you know, barring your license. But in my mind, a year of good behind the chair with your stylist, you should be able to be on the floor if you're determined and fully on the floor. If you don't put your effort in, then I, yeah, it's going to be closer to two years. So what do you want? How hard do you want to work for it um, would be what it takes to be a stylist. But I think so often people don't realize what it takes in that first year. And it's a lot of work, a lot of work. And um, I think some people already are prepared for it. And those that are prepared do really well because they set their mind to do that. Um, but when they're not, they have to get over that hump like, oh, this is a lot harder than I thought. And then once they do get over that and they put the time in, um, it can be a quick thing if you put time in. But if you don't do a haircut all week and then you expect to do it well and you haven't practiced it, it's not going to happen. But if you go home, you learn that haircut, you go home and you do it three times that week, it's going to be better than if you wait till the next week. So if they do that, could they, could they, could that be less than a year? Yes. If they're putting in time outside of the time that is required. And so this is like the question that when I see an associates like struggling, um, or they're slowly going through the process, the question they have to ask themselves is what have I done that I haven't been told to do for my journey? Because if if you're doing just what you're told to do, then you're meeting the subpar. If you're waiting till like, if you have two weeks to do something and you're waiting till day 14 to get that done, that's subpar. If you're told to like, hey, you have two weeks to do this and you get it done in one week, well, now you can take on the next thing. Yeah. So I guess that's the big difference is like, if you're only doing what you're told to do and you're not YouTubing haircut videos to have a better understanding or you know, playing with a doll at home or playing with your sister's hair, I don't know, whatever that medium is, to be doing it more than just what you're told to do. Um, then you'll go through it on an average. If you want to be faster than that, which is what students always say, well, I don't want to be a shampoo person for a year. What are you going to do to change that? Because we don't want shampoo people. 
can't have them. No, I mean, <laughs> we don't we, want. We need, there, there's a, a spot for them. We have shampoo. We do have some shampoo people. We're designated right. shampoo people. But if you're a licensed associate in our program, we need stylists. We need you as a stylist. Right. We want you to be a stylist. Your success is our success. Um, so that's what we want for you. Um, so I would say average is a year. But then I also say, because I've been asked this question, like, what does an average stylist make? Is that what you're going for? Is average or are you going for above average? Because for me, I I say this to my kids and I say this to myself, like, did you give your best? If you didn't give your best, it's not good enough. If it's not amazing, but you actually gave your best, then all that's all you can ask for of yourself. So average is not my best. If I'm being completely honest with myself, are there days where I can only give average, but that is my best for the day? Yeah, but there's other days where I have more than that to give, and I need to give my best every day. So, so, so it's different than school in that school, you have to do so many blowouts, so many, so many, you have to wrap so many perms, you have mm-hmm. to get signed off on facials, you have to get signed off on nails, the, those different things. It's not like that because those are just the, those are just the minimum acceptable. You have to do that to get through. Yeah. In this, it's different in that. Um, there's not a minimum acceptable. There's not a minimum acceptable. There may be in some areas. They might, go, your first challenge is do 50 blowouts. There might be that, but that's not, but that doesn't stop there. So they keep going. Right. It, they, they, they're kind of self starting in this because I don't like a year. I don't like hearing a year. No, I know, but that's a I reality. I, I know that's the reality. That's the truth. That's the truth. <laughs> and we don't want that, but the opportunity is there for people to do it faster than that by doing the work and more of the work and not just doing MA minimum acceptable. Okay. Yeah. Have your hair colored by next Monday, you know, is your assignment, but you know, right. Well, you, you mentioned our 50 blood. So the, you know, by 50 blowouts, you should be doing a chargeable blow dry by 50, but that's minimum acceptable. Like I would love to see you being doing a chargeable blow dry at 30 blowouts or 20. So 30 that you're sending me, but how many blowouts are you doing at home? Because one of the things is that they send me a picture and an associate gives, um, not associate, a uh, A senior stylist gives feedback, whether it's not dry enough or you didn't use the right product or you got a lot of volume. What's the feedback on that person? Um, But that's the 50 that they're doing in the salon with feedback from a stylist. Well, let's say they're working 30 hours a week. Maybe they don't have enough practice but in this salon time. So what, what are you doing at home? What time are you putting in on those blowouts at home? How bad do you want it? If you want it less than a year, then you better be blow drying at home. That's just real. You have to put in the time. Um, and it can't be just the 30 hours that you're in the salon. Well, or what whatever, if it, what whatever if, your hours. What are. if I don't? What if they don't like blow drying? What if I? I don't want to be. I don't want to blow dry here. What if? What if they don't? What? So, um, my first question would be, what else are you going to do when you cut hair to see it? Like you have to blow dry a cut. You have to blow dry a color. So my first question would be like, what are you? Okay, and so somebody says, oh, I want. Oh, I want to just do color. I want to be a color specialist. I want to be. A, I want to okay, just so do balayage. Okay, so my first response is, and I, and not to be. Um, demeaning or like, okay, good for you. But what have you done to get there? So you have to put in your time doing everything because you don't have 300 people standing at the door asking for you to do their color. So you have to put in your time. So you have to do all of it. And then 
the thing that you specialize in, you need to find those people and you need to bring them in. The thing you want to specialize in, and I say that in quotes, like if you want to be a color specialist, then you need to get people knocking on the door saying, I want her to do my color. I want him to do my color. And then, yeah, you get to specialize because there's a demand for you. But what are you doing the other seven hours if you had one color today? Nothing. So you don't get to be a specialist. You need to be good at everything. So that would be my response is like, if that's what you want to do, get them pounding down the door. Yeah. Because if you're busy doing color, you can't do anything else, right? <laughs> if yeah. you're busy doing, if you love Brazilian blowouts and you're busy doing Brazilian blowouts, well, you can't do anything else because you're so booked making money doing Brazilian blowouts. What do you need to do cuts for? You don't. So, you know, that would be the thing is, you know, promoting yourself to, for people to come in. And then those people promoting you for people to come in. We're at a certain price point for services for guests. Um, we're in, you know, some of the most expensive areas to have our salons. Mm-hmm. Um, so the rent is high and the expenses are high. And the, I mean, it's Naples and, and Benita and we're in beautiful centers. And, um, and I, I think more than that, because that's one aspect of what makes up a, a a salon or a successful salon is always, it looks good. It's, it's, you know, I've seen million, multi-million dollar salons that look amazing, but they're missing a component that is so critical. And so it's never just about, to me, it's never just about, well, how fancy it looks or how amazing it looks or the blow dries come down from the ceiling and the chair goes up and down electronically and you can lay down flat in the shampoo bowl. And it just feels so good because it went back electronically. And, um, so it's, it's not just about, I mean, that's an aspect of it, but the other aspect being that um, not only the technical ability and the, the, the training and mm-hmm. the knowledge and the experience of a stylist, because that's one aspect that is critical to us, but there's another component to it, and I think this is especially important that separates us and makes us different, is that there's another component to, or another aspect of the stylist in our company, and that is that um, the heart or the the willingness, there are egos, especially in this business, there can be egos, meaning like, hey man, I'm the shit. Nothing is better than me. I got this. You over there, you're down there, and I'm up here. And even with clients, like, hey, I know. You don't know. I know. You're going to do it the way I want it. And, you know, sometimes a little bit of ego is good because there's that uh, confidence in it. But also, then other times, there's this, you know, you're just crapping all over other people where you're just not, uh, you know, building others around you and giving your guests what they want, the love that they uh is all a part of it because it's not just a great haircut it's you know their whole experience there so so in our culture of people there's this level of 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 quality of experience and of um the package of giving so because we've had over the years you know we've had some people who are incredible i mean really really gifted cutters or colorists or stylists However, and, and they churned people over, you know, there was this guy many years ago we had at the village and, uh, he could, could generate, like we, we had a lot of customers coming in at the time. It was when we just had just opened the village many, many years ago. We had a lot of customers coming in and it was a newer salon. It was a lot along that park area that just kept, kept coming in and he was getting most of those new clients and he was just making these big, big tickets for a lot of money. And it was back, back in the day, 
before we had switched to a salary situation where we paid salaries versus commission. So his incentive was to charge more. So we don't have that now. So it's not if if you pay more, if a, if a customer pays more, doesn't mean that the 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 stylists aren't making more because you're paying because a client is paying more so so in that day it w that was the industry and the industry is, is is like that now that it's very common in the industry for it to be commission where the more you the more a client pays the more the stylist makes well in this case this guy uh literally would just you know just just making ridiculous tickets for the day like adding on services that people didn't need and charging these ridiculous amounts and he was just the man the thing oh and he was actually ended up being fired from our company because he was damaging the reputation and the culture of our business because he was all about the dollar and all about him mm -hmm. um it was so much about him and who he was and his work and who he thought he was and 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 just the trail of people you know and in naples during the season there's a flow there's a lot of new people here a lot of people here are looking for a salon so there was a lot of business there during that time but how many of those people were coming back how many people did we uh, ruin a relationship with because of you know that that way so um being uh the, the heart or the type of person that it takes to be a successful stylist here is another aspect of it so being trained and developed as an associate that way so we put a lot of time and effort into all aspects of that developing those people to be a stylist here because yeah once they're licensed once they get that piece of paper from the state they pass that test they can go work anywhere they can put bleach on anyone's head they can cut they can do any they can do a pixie cut that they've never done in their life on a paying guest whether it's going to turn out or not it doesn't matter they're paying for it so they they're licensed to do that oh, scary so um we we put that that aspect and that's where you come in in, in, in developing their strengths weaknesses uh bringing them to another level so that they're can can be on the floor here and be right. successful here but um it's it's kind of like the master's program of hair so the undergrad is the you know the cosmetology school getting the license and then and then the master's program and the point of it is one is getting those people to a level because i see so many people go into the industry um and skip, I don't want to be a shampoo person, so they don't go to an assistant program or an associate program into a salon. They go right into being on the floor somewhere, and they have to get a part-time job to supplement that. And then in six months or a year, I see them, you know, at Bank of America or, or you know, tending bar or in retail and out of the business because they didn't have that, they didn't take the time to invest in that foundation. Now, there's a cost to it, yeah. Going to be an associate, but the, but the thing is, you're paid as an associate. You're being paid to learn. Mm -hmm. You're you're paid for that time period. And here, right now, it's at ten dollars an hour as a base plus gratuity. So, you know, some do really well. Uh, in addition to that, they make twenty or twenty five dollars an hour sometimes. Um, mm -hmm. You know, through through the season. So they're they're paid to learn and to get that other aspect of. Mm -hmm. um, the business that foundational aspect of what does it take and um, so our associate program you're saying a year average could be less mm -hmm. um, the goal we'd love it to be you know six months three months mm -hmm. where they're actually in touching hair they're actually doing paying gas doing mm -hmm. blowouts on paying gas at, at a minimum 
being able to do that early on. So, mm-hmm. um, you know, that's the reality of it, though. The reality is, you know, do, do what you've seen, your experience of, of what you've seen. Yeah. Here. And I think it also um, is a collaborative effect. So if you think about it, like, um, as you said, Rob Sr. was big into teaching, but then after that, there wasn't a program. So there hasn't been. It's kind of been stylist, teaching, associate. So as a company, we've had to kind of come to this place. And I feel like as we continue to grow, there's that time will get less even for average, in my opinion. Does that make sense? Like as we continue to grow our program and put more um, achievements or goals or steps, I don't know the right word for that, um, then that time for average will get less because – Everybody has to um, take it on and support it. It's it's not just it's not just me. I can't do it. Um, I, I'm, you know, taking it on as far as like I'm here every week with them and doing classes and coaching them. But it's really not just what I do is a small part. What they do every day in the salon is a big part. And having that side by side support of what happens on Monday classes and what happens in the salon every day and having those come closer together. Um, will help also get that too. And we've been kind of going through those growing pains together. Yeah, yeah. Cause it's <laughs> because it wasn't happening. So how do you go from nothing? And I don't want to say nothing because I know that there's amazing stylists within our company that educate every single day. So I'm not saying nothing. What I'm saying is no structure of it where this is how it is. Um, this person's giving amazing education to their associate and this person's giving amazing. So now it's bringing it together where... We can almost guarantee, as an associate, you're getting a good education to be prepared. It doesn't matter who you're with, because the ones that are um, training associates are giving back. To uh, just introduce to you a segment that we're going to have on here next week, really looking forward to it. Uh, Somebody who's been a part of our family for a long time. She is a, a color master. And by that, I mean, she's been trained and developed by the best. She's certified everywhere and she continues to grow as a as a colorist. And she's busier and busier every year. She's ranked in the top 1% of stylists in the nation. And she's going to be talking to us on here um, about all things hair color. So whether you're a colorist yourself or an aspiring colorist or somebody who uh, who just wants to have their hair colored, but she'll have an interesting perspective on the world of hair color and uh, somebody who I'm real honored to have. She's been on our team for a little over 20 years now, and uh, she's mentored many, many other colorists and stylists throughout the program, and just coming off one of the best years ever of her career. She continues to get better and has one of the highest retention rates in our company and in the business. So super interesting. We'll have her here next week, so follow us for the next update on that. She'll be here next Monday. Have an amazing day.